All right, grab your Bibles. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. The title of our five-year anniversary message today is called Full Send. Full Send. How many know what this term means, full send? More, yeah, come on, go get it, right? This is the term, full send. If This is what it means. If you do something full send, especially in extreme sports, you're doing it full throttle and with 100% commitment, even if you end up failing, okay? That is how we started this church. We're like 100%, we're going all in, even if we end up failing. I told the Lord, I said, God, I don't know if this is going to work. I feel like this is what you're telling us to do. I don't know if it's going to work, but I don't want to go the rest of my life wondering what if, what if we had tried that crazy idea? What if we had tried to plant a church? And I just said, you know what? I would rather try and fail than to never try at all. And so we jumped off of this cliff full send. Many of you jumped with us, and some of you were jumping right now. So <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for being with us. My pen fell apart. Look at that. <laughs> Throwing it down there. It's not very dependable. It's not very dependable. All right. That's all right. I don't need to write anything else down. Okay. I don't know about you, but when I came to Christ, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't come to go half throttle or with half commitment. I want to go full send in my relationship with the Lord. Have I hit it 100% of the time? Certainly not, and thank God for his grace. But I came to him, and I want to go full send in my relationship with Jesus. We serve the God of full send. How many know that God our Father, God our Father in heaven, went full send when he sent his one and only son to this earth? It says this in John 3, 16, most famous verse probably in the whole Bible. For this is how God loved the world. In other words, this is how God went full send. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. How many know that is full send? When Jesus walked this planet, Jesus went full send against the powers of darkness. In Acts 10.38, it says this, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Jesus went full send. And by the way, just in the, in the spirit of what it means to go full send, I want to say this. Jesus, of course, was God, is God, never stopped being God, and will always be God. But I want you to notice, Jesus didn't just do his miracles by virtue of being God. He certainly could have. He certainly could have done everything he did and more by virtue of being God. But notice what it says here. He went about doing good, healing all who are under Satan's power because he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power and because God was with him. Notice what this verse doesn't say. It doesn't say, Jesus went around doing good and healing all who are under the power of the devil because he's God. Although he is God. In other words, this is what I believe. I believe Jesus didn't just come and do those miracles be, um, just so that we could celebrate them, although they're worthy of celebrating and they're amazing. I believe he came and he set um, an example for us, for you and I, for what is possible when a man or a woman is fully submitted to God, anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit, and walking with him. 
That's what I believe. And I'm not saying I hit that every time, but that's my target. I want to live my life, and Jesus set the example for me. God the Father anointed God the Son with God the Holy Spirit. Isn't that interesting? In other words, God anointed God with God. (laughs) Isn't that a peculiar verse? God anointed God with God. But in our case, God the Father will anoint you for the work of ministry with God the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Amen? And so what can't we do? Come on. We can go full send. This is what full send looks like. Jesus demonstrated what full send looks like. Um, Additionally, Jesus was so committed to full send to redeeming you and I, Jesus laid down his life and paid the ultimate price that you couldn't pay and I couldn't pay. He, he paid the price for us that, so that we could be reconciled to the Father. God went full send by sending Jesus. Jesus went full send by defeating the powers of darkness on the cross. And the Holy Spirit went full send when the veil was torn from top to bottom and he came and lived in your heart. At the end of our five-year anniversary video that we just played there, there was a quote there from the Moravian missionaries. And some of you probably looked at it and be like, what the heck does that mean? And I want to explain this quote and how it, how it came to be. The quote is this, May the lamb that was slain receive the reward of his suffering. This was the mantra of the Moravian missionaries. The lamb, speaking of Jesus, received the reward of his suffering, what he did on the cross. This all started with a simple prayer meeting. Oftentimes people think, oh, it's a prayer meeting. It's, it must be, it's going to be harmless. Harmless prayer meeting. Listen, s- prayer meetings are not harmless. They're powerful. All right. I want to read um, this story to you. On August 27th, 1727, a prayer meeting started in Hernhut, Germany, that lasted for over 100 years and went on to change the world. The story begins when Protestant refugees from Moravia came to Germany and settled on the land of Count Zinzendorf. The community was soon attacked by division and disagreement, and the 27-year-old Zinzendorf cried out to God for reconciliation and revival. God spoke to him, Leviticus 6.13, which is, Fire shall be kept burning on the altar continually. It shall not go out. Days later, on August 13, 1727, a wave of repentance and revival swept through the community. The Holy Spirit dramatically poured out, was dramatically poured out with signs and wonders and supernatural love for one another, for the scriptures, and most supremely for Jesus. His glory became their urgent desire. The community adopted a radical new model for community life, which included a perpetual corporate prayer assembly in the spirit of Leviticus 6.13. The fire shall not go out. They all committed to hourly prayer watches by which they arranged the community to cover the entire 24 hours in a day. As a result of this dramatic move of the Holy Spirit, this small refugee community started 24-7 prayer that lasted for over 100 years. The impact of this 100-year prayer meeting reached far beyond the small settlement of Hernhut. The radical love for Jesus and the fire of the Spirit that was rooted in them during those 24-7 prayer meetings gave birth to one of the most prolific missionary movements of history and became an inspiration and challenge to the modern missions movement. 
They sent out hundreds of missionaries to every corner of the globe and saw dramatic success. Their methods are not unlike the best modern missionary strategies. They focused on preaching the simple gospel of Christ and him crucified. They learned the local language, won the respect of the people, and contextualized their preaching. They made prayer their foundation and relied on the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. The Moravians had a powerful influence on the birth of the Great Awakening. John Wesley, one of the leaders of the, of the revival of the Great Awakening that hit the, United, uh, the UK and the, United, uh, and the American colonies in the 1730s and 40s, was marked by witnessing the faith of the Moravians. Wesley lived with the Moravians at Hernhut for several months, and, they in, and the impact they had on him carried over into his leadership of the Methodist revival and the Great Awakening along Jonathan Edwards and George Whitfield, in which tens of thousands were powerfully convicted of sin and surrendered their lives to Jesus. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but the Great Awakening and the belief of religious freedoms was a major catalyst that led to the American Revolution. So in part, America owes its independence and foundation to this small prayer meeting in Hernhut, Germany. It impacted them all. They say that during the Great Awakening, an estimated one out of six American colonists gave their lives to Jesus. One out of six. If that were to happen today, that would be the equivalent of 50 million people coming to Jesus. What was the source of the Moravians' zeal? What conviction had gripped their hearts? In a nutshell, it can be found in the story of the first two Moravian missionaries who were sent out from Hern, the Hernhut community. In 1732, five years after the initial outpouring of the Spirit, two Moravian tradesmen, 36-year-old David Nitschman and 26-year-old Johann Dober, became the first missionaries to leave Hernhut. The two young missionaries heard of an island in the West Indies where an atheist British owner had 3,000 slaves. The owner had said, no preacher, no clergyman will ever stay on this island. If he's shipwrecked, we'll keep him in a separate house until he has to leave. He's never going to talk to any of us about God. I'm through with all that nonsense. The missionaries knew that 3,000 slaves were doomed to live and die, toiling in the scorching heat of the, of the sugarcane fields without ever hearing of Christ. The two missionaries were determined to go by any means necessary, even when they were told they would have to sell themselves into slavery in order to minister among the slaves. As they stood on the ship departing from the harbor in, in uh, Europe, looking for what they believed to be the last time they would see the faces of their loved ones, they raised their fists and cried out, May the lamb that was slain receive the reward of his suffering. This became the mantra call for the Moravian missions movement. May the lamb that was slain receive the reward of his suffering. How many know that's what full send looks like? They sent it. What is the reward of Christ's suffering? What does he deserve for his sacrifice on the cross? What does Jesus deserve? He deserves the nations and the ends of the earth as his inheritance. It says in Psalm chapter 2, verses 7 and 8, God the Father speaking to God the Son, says this, The Lord has said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. 
Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. I take that to mean he wants to give the nations and the ends of the earth for his possession. The reward of Jesus' suffering on the cross is the redemption of you and me, this city, this country, this continent, this world. Why do we preach the gospel? We want Jesus to get what he paid for. Why do we pray for the sick? We want Jesus to get what he paid for. He paid for sickness on the cross. He paid for it to be redeemed on the cross. Why do we teach this word right here? Why do we teach this Bible? We want Jesus to have our hearts and to have our minds. He came to redeem your hearts. He came to redeem your minds. That's what he paid for. Why do we worship him? Why do we give him praise? Because he's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our honor. He's worthy of the glory we give him. We want Jesus to get what he paid for. May the lamb that was slain receive the reward of his suffering. My desire as a pastor is that everyone who calls a City Light Church their home would see themselves in two categories and both at the same time. Here's what we need to do. We need to see ourselves as the sent and the senders. Okay? Let me talk about the sent first. If you're a Christ follower, you are sent. Okay? You're sent. I don't know if you know this, but I'm going to do this right now with my hands. And that means you're sent magically. Okay? <laughs> Jesus, here's why you're sent. If, you, if you're a Christ follower, you are sent. How many know that if God's will for you was to get saved and then and he didn't have any more plans for you here on this earth you get saved and you would like Jesus I receive you as my Lord and Savior I give you my heart and then you would die and you would go to heaven but how many know he still has a plan for you here on this earth your home is in heaven but you are sent here right now okay this isn't your permanent home your home is in heaven with him Jesus gave us something in the meantime what is called the great commission. How many know that God, God the Father, is on a mission? And the co and commission means jointly with him, together with. We're on a joint mission with God the Father. How many, I want to find out, I want to be a co-laborer with God. I want to find out what does God love? What does God hate? What does God want to do on the earth? What is he doing? And I want to jump in with it and do that with him. I want to be on a co-mission with Christ. Here it is, the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Jesus said this, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's the co-mission with Christ. Christ is on a mission and we want to jump on that mission with him. I, I, when, I, when we started this church, my belief in my heart was, Christ is on a mission to reach the city. I want to join with that mission. I want to co-labor with that mission. Okay, that's the go of the gospel. We are all sent. We're all sent ones. Some of us are sent to distant nations over land and sea. Some of us are sent to stay here. And by the way, I want to say, 
in my opinion, I think every Christian who is able to should go on at least one international missions trip in her lifetime. Even if you're not called to international missions, I believe every Christian should go on at least, in America, should go on at least one international missions trip in their lifetime, if you're, if you're physically able to. And even if you don't have the money to do that, listen, if God calls you to do it, go, because the money will come in. You can raise the money and the money will come in. But there's something about that that just gets your focus off of your world here and gets your eyes on the nations. So we're all sent ones. Some of us are called to distant lands. Some are called to stay here to reach their family, friends, coworkers, and community. My wife and I, as you saw in this video just a few minutes ago, uh, we traveled around the country only to find out we were called right here in Greeley, Colorado, <laughs> which was a good exercise because, again, I, had probably, I probably would have always wondered, what if we planted in that city or that city? No, we drove around and we didn't have that internal witness that we came back here and we had that internal witness now is the time, and Greeley is the place to start this church. We are sent here. In some capacity, we are all sent. Realize that you are a sent one. You are a sent one to bring heaven and earth, to pray for the sick, to lead people to Jesus. We should all be senders. How many know that? How many know who the greatest evangelist to ever live is? Go ahead, say it. I heard Jesus. I heard Billy Graham. Maybe you're thinking Reinhard Bunke. The truth is, is that Jesus is the greatest evangelist who's ever lived. He didn't just cross land and sea to reach us. He came from heaven to earth. That's full send right there. He came from heaven and earth to reach us. So we're all called to be sent. We're all sent. But we should also be senders. So we're called to be the sent, and we're called to be senders. This is the second category I believe every Christian is called to. Maybe you're not called to distant lands, but you can help someone else get to foreign lands or be sustainable in those foreign lands. It says this in Romans 10, 13 through 15. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's a good verse right there. But there's a but, and we got to get around the but. Okay, here's the but. If you hear, if, if there's a but, something stinky is going to follow, right? You're never going to forget that, are you? Okay. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? How can they believe in him unless, uh, if they have never heard about him? How can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. The gospel is good news. Church, what do we need to do? We need to realize that we're the sent ones and we're the senders. Amen? We need to send it. We need to go full send. In these last five years as a church, we've sent some. Some of us have been sent. We've, we've sent many but these next five years, we want to go full send for the kingdom of God. Amen? We want to ramp up our efforts more than ever. This last week, um, there was a men's, uh, men's ministry meeting here, and we were just kind of praying and prophesying over each other. It was a good time. And the Lord, uh, I was thinking about five years. It's five years. Wow, five years. And the Lord just dropped this number in my, in my heart, and I saw the number. I saw the number 25, and I was like, 
okay? And I felt like the Lord was saying, okay, now it's time to aim at the number 25. And I did a little math, and I would think, how old will I be when this church turns 25? I'll be 62. I'll probably have some more gray, maybe some more wrinkles. But in the meantime, I want to send a whole bunch of people and sustain a whole bunch of people and get a bunch of people uh, fiery, full of Jesus, and send them out into this world. Amen? Let's do it. What can God do in the next 20 years? What can God do in the next 20 years? I'm ready uh, to I'm bring this message to a close. But as a pastor, you always have a spiritual truth that you're trying to teach. But then you want to figure out a way to make it sticky in people's minds. And so I have a quick video that will illustrate what full send looks like. So go ahead and roll that video. I don't know. I just woke up from a little nap. It's a little dark, but you guys silly. I'm still going to send it. <laughs> Well, that hurt, That's but weird. the ET still runs, so round two. <laughs> He's tweaked. too soft. Another day, another beer. <laughs> Church, what are we going to do? We're just going to send it. Come on. Everyone say that to me. We're just going to send it. Without any regard for failure, the world is dark. We may have just woken up, but we're still going to send it. Amen. God will sustain you when you jump out as you send it. Realize you are sent to this world. That's why you're still here. And you're here to be a sender. <clears throat> I've been on a mission for the last five years. And I just want to thank each and every one of you for being part of this community. Um, what do we want to do? We, our mission statement, again, is we exist to light up our world with the love of Jesus. How do we do that? Encounter God. That's why we have these times of worship up here. We need to encounter God because how many know the world's hard? We need, the, we need the spirit of God. Encounter God. We want to empower people. We do that through authentic community. We do that through uh, the laying on of hands and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We do that through training and equipping. And number three, we want to shine God's love everywhere we go. So you can stand to your feet this morning. I just want to pray over you and uh, we'll, we'll dismiss you. Jesus, I thank you for every believer in this house, Lord, that you've called them, Lord, to shine the light and love of Christ in this world. I pray, Lord, that we would send it, Lord, that we would just go all in, we would go full send, and Lord, I just pray for um, empowerment, that, you, that every person here would feel qualified to speak up, Lord, to, to, to say that they're a follower of Christ and to just um, spread your love to this world, Lord. We thank you for everything you've done, God. We honor you in these last five years. And we all just say this. Can we put up the quote of the Moravians again, the Moravian missionaries? Is that, uh, May the lamb who was slain receive the word of suffering. Awesome. Let's read this together. 
May the lamb that was slain receive the reward of his suffering. Amen. Let's make, let's make that our mantra. Let's move forward and take ground for the kingdom of God. In Jesus' mighty name, and everyone said amen. God bless you guys.